It's the dictionary. 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 I think I don't. Th- I don't really have anything else. Start um, the fucking show. Let's do it. Hello, word nerds. How are you doing? I hope everybody uh, has looked at the title of this episode because it's been a little while. But we have another guest here on the line today, Aaron, A R O N. Where'd mm-hmm. that spelling come from? Uh, I'm not a selfish guy. Just you know, just wanted one, one A, one A. Please. Yeah, you can't take all the A's. It's my first word. Um, it used to be two A's. I was born. My first word later on life was one a please and one a you know i created my own destiny manifested it myself as a youngling you did you are you are rather unique with a single a aaron um can you first of all thank you for being here we've already been chatting for a bit and i'm uh i I have fallen in love i have a new friend Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. can you tell love is the the right word yeah (laughs) yeah yeah can you can you tell the people who you are what you do and uh and we'll just go from there yeah, uh, I am a mammal, sea human, sea homo sapien, sea podcaster. Um, I, co- I wish that were in the classifications of yeah, yeah, exactly. genus and family. Yeah, exactly. Podcaster. It could be the evolution t-shirt of just, uh, there you go. yeah, winds up at a desk at a microphone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I host a podcast called Human Values with my co-host Lindsay Hicks. Together we host a silly comedy game show it's taking i i i guess the best way to describe it is it's logical debates about illogical questions we take different hypotheticals each week like uh we sat down with kel mitchell and asked him what's your price to only drink only eat food prepared with orange soda the rest of your life or what's your price to rob a starbucks or what's your price to have the world's loudest pea stream and then us and our guests get into a heated debate over what our prices would be and look at polls across our listeners and it's just a wacky lots of wacky arguments about things that are not so serious but we take them more seriously than we ought to and oh that's the whole point of the show um so a little bit of a backstory your producer rob oh, i'm not gonna i'm telling the audience aaron's producer rob reached out to me they've heard about my podcast and they said we'd like to be on heard the show. about it we love your podcast we think this is they, this is great stuff they love this show. They are part of the. 40 you know what? We don't even love the show. The we world. love you. Oh, even better, even better. Well, so they said we want to be on your show, and I'm like, well, who the fuck are you guys? First of all, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. well, let me listen to your show. Let me see if you're worthy of being on the show. Mm-hmm. And I listened to. Well, I listened to the first minute or two of the fir- of one of the episodes, the very first episode, and I was immediately hooked. So I went ahead and I listened to a couple more. Uh, there was one about weed. I had to listen to that one. Uh, and I think I listened to the most recent one at that time a couple of months ago. And the concept is so beautifully ridiculous. It, it exactly what Aaron said. Very serious very serious conversations about completely ridiculous topics. I mean, I, I, I genuinely can't wait to listen to more. And and I also can't wait to be on the show. You know, probably in six, 12 months time, you guys might hear me on it too. But th- just the idea of <laughs> coming up with really, really high numbers of how much I would actually need to do this in real life was just blew me away. So uh, you guys definitely have to go check out Human values. Thanks That's for the, the uh, thanks for the plug. But you know, honestly, I'm here just to read the dictionary with you, and the rest of this stuff is just noise. You know, I just want to sit down, 
take a breath and just read the dictionary, you know? That's really what we all want in life, I think. I think so. Um, Real quickly, can you give us a short story of how little Aaron, spelled with two A's, how did he get to become a podcaster? What's what's oh the God. middle What there? is this? A quasi, we're, we're doing a quasi-interview, huh? Yeah. yeah gotta, we got to learn about you. Oh, man. Um, I came to Los Angeles, and I worked in advertising, and then I got into the entertainment uh, industry just with film and producing, and I was producing all sorts of crazy shows and series, and then climbed that ladder and became a studio executive. I was the head of development at Lionsgate on their wow. Comic-Con HQ network, because before that, I was at like Disney doing like stupid YouTube videos. I don't know. It's just been a crazy wild ride, and I've worked at different networks as a producer, as a production supervisor, as a writer, as a development executive, it just kind of all happened. And as the years went by more and more, uh, I just fell more and more in love with podcasting and the radio side of it and working with people to make their shows. And yeah, uh, what what can I say? This, this one idea for a show always stuck by me as one I really wanted mm. to make and I didn't want to give it to anyone else or sell it to anyone else or do it. So, you know, it's... Uh, Living the it's dream, took, took my baby and was like, I'll host it. This is, it's time to do it. And then uh, around that, we created actually a whole podcast network around it. So we've got a whole bunch of shows we're actually launching. Uh, it was meant to just be one. And then just more and more people we've worked with wanted to do shows like that in the way we do it. So mm. yeah, you're going to see a whole bunch of shows actually this year from our can network. You, can you give us a couple of names of the shows or not? Or is it under wraps? Not yet. But okay. maybe soon. But by the end of the year, there should be a good handful of some really cool ones. Some from Sweet. guests we've had on our show. Some from people that we've been talking with who uh, they cared much more about launching their own big show. And that's been really neat. It's it's It was surprising. I think the pandemic changed things. It made a lot of creators want to go oh, this yeah. way and create this way. And so, yeah. It really did. Uh, how, I wonder how many podcasts were started during the pandemic. I think like the amount of podcasts in the world so just doubled during that time. So many. Um, yeah. And that's the Human Content uh, Podcast Network or something? Yeah. So this my show is called Human Values. And then yeah. being as lazy as we are, we just <laughs> call it Human Content for the network. So if you... I think that's a perfect name. Yeah. If you follow us on Instagram, we're uh, Human Content Pods, plural. And you'll see us announcing a bunch more soon. But, you know, again, it's uh, it's it's unpredictable. It's a wild ride. But I'm enjoying I'm enjoying where the entertainment industry is going in terms of the independence and creative mm. freedom that people have right now. And it's really fun having been in like a really structured studio system with all the constraints around it for mm-hmm. well over a decade. Like I really enjoy taking that and being like, all right, here's the things that usually can't do that limit creativity. Now we know what not to do with it. It's really fun. I don't know. Having a blast. Yeah. I didn't even also, know we'd be talking about that. Thanks for asking. That was, that was You're welcome. Look at you being inquisitive. Well, that that's that's why I want to read the dictionary because I want to learn about all the stuff in the world. And I want to learn about you. I I love having guests on because I get to learn about people. Most of the people I've had on the show, a lot of them are just strangers. So, uh it's been it's been really awesome. Uh Aaron, I have a question for you before we get oh, into the dictionary. So, I have please. really fluffy hair. And you have really fluffy hair. I do. Mine is Jewish. I would love to know what makes your hair Jewish or half Jewish. Is it Jewish? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was a great Freudian slip. What makes your hair look Jewish? Uh, my what makes my hair look Jewish is that it is half Jewish. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I let it go, which I used to in the past, uh, it gets very large and very big curls. Um, and it's a lot of stuff on the mm-hmm. up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like your hair length. 
yeah this is a good i am gonna need to get it cut pretty soon um but yeah it's um it's you can see you can see the curls coming in you don't need to come towards the camera i see you just fine i see your <laughs> curls they they look really nice listen let me look at the rest of you there i love the brick wall you've got i love the exposed brick that's a nightmare before christmas shirt i really love it it's jack skellington making the mock-up art for his santa claus i got you do, do you know what this is also a reference to this is also reference to a famous self-portrait. I'm trying to remember who it was. I think it was. It, it, the fact uh, that you know Van it Gogh? at all is great. Is it a Van Gogh? Not, qu- not quite. It's, it? it's Norman Rockwell. Ah, sure. That it, guy. I knew it was like one of those like people we've heard of. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you have heard of him. But I, I hey, hey, but I digress. We digress back to hair. I, I think it's going to be a long time before I go bald, luckily, because I've got my grandpa's hair, who's also who's fully Jewish, and he's got the he's got the curls and everything. Now you digress. Um, I did. All right. Aaron, would you like to talk about some words today? Why don't we not digress? Why don't we digressive? <laughs> don't think that. That's a good, thank you for that for the segue. Our first word today, ladies and gentlemen and everybody, is D-E-G-R-E-S-S-I-V-E, digressive. This is an adjective from 1886, tending to descend or decrease into madness. Digressively is an adverb. Um, the etymologist, the etymology says it's from day plus aggressive, like in progressive, which I assume would be the opposite of degressive. Descending or decreasing. What can you think of like an example of how you might use this? I can think of an example how how not to, which is when I kept saying, but I digress. It has nothing to do with degressive. Well, they well, are the de th- is <laughs> <laughs> yeah i do think they're related you know digressive if i uh what, what i digress i go back to the thing so that's kind of what this is it's descending or decreasing it's going back or lower down into another thing i don't know you're right it's kind of a stretch no no no, no. i i think i was right all along you're right this feels very exactly. uh inceptiony i really like digressive as a really smart elevated way of telling somebody yeah you know i went to the swimming pool i looked at the top of the pool and i thought hmm maybe i should be digressive today and go under the water that would be a perfect let's descend into the bottom of the pool feels like aggressive swimming feels like a term someone in the 19th century would use to go swimming like oh me and my (laughs) hey you want to go you want to go get digressive in the local pond the local pond let's go to the pub first and then go into the pond. Let's digress to childhood, to men- mentally... To, oh, boy. It's like an apartif. Would you like a nice yes. digressive <laughs> the meal? Like a submerging? A submerging into the water. Um, yeah, my brain is totally tapped out on this word. I could, go, I could go the whole episode. Next week, you, you could, could tune in for the rest, but no. <laughs> One whole hour of just digressive. But we digress. Uh, do you no, have we a digress. sound? Is it digress? Yes, it's digress. I think D I. Sorry to yeah. to correct you on your own show, but you 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 read the contract I sent you. You knew what I was going to do. Yeah, fully aware, fully aware of what was coming with this guy Aaron. And uh, you know what? I'm in. I'm into it. I like it. What sound effect do you like, Aaron? I like to make a trumpet sound with my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> 
Can you can you do that, please? I think that was more of a flugelhorn, but I will accept trumpet. That's fine. The next word is this. This is a fun word. De grongalade. De grongalade. I have to spell this one. D-E-G-R-I-N-G-O-L-A-D-E. And I just noticed the word gringo is in the middle of that. De grongalade. There's an accent on the first E, which goes boop. This is a noun from 1873. A rapid decline or deterioration, as in strength, position, or condition. And the synonym is downfall. You could write a really nice book of like our cultural state called the De Grand Galade of the American Empire. I, I really, I think you're right. Sadly to say that is absolutely correct. Um, this is a good place to plug. Your co-host will be on this show in about a week and a half. And Lindsay's on. Right. I forgot. She, yeah. Oh, man. She is um, so much more funny than me. I'm just, well, I'm just, that's why we started with you. Yeah. That's, that's the right way to go. She is. Oh man. If you were to pour a bowl of lucky charms and you took out a charm, you'd be like, Oh, look, it's Lindsay. It's charming. We we should keep going to the show. So one of the words in her episode is going to be democracy. So we could combine your, your two words. Uh, It's the de grand galade of democracy here in America. You could. Sounds like you will. But we won't. Oh, it this, sounded like you would. I, you know, if I had the time, I would do it. it yeah, might Grand be like Galad. See, downfall feels like where we're going. You downfall, exactly. This is a French word, and it means to tumble down, which is from Middle French, uh, from day plus gringulaire, which means to tumble. There's uh, also Middle Dutch, kringlen, which means to make curl, curl. And then also from kring, which is ring or circle. And that doesn't make sense. A circle and then a curl and then tumbling down into madness. And that is a degringalade. Hmm. I love that Spe- word, kringalade. Specifically, strength, position, or condition. Those are the things that are deteriorating. Mm. And as I get older, I feel like my strength, my my lower back specifically, is in a state of degringolade. Yeah, you look great. You seem like you're fine. You're sitting up well. You have good posture. Actually, I really don't right now. I'm leaning to the side. Take a compliment. <laughs> okay, now I have to sit upright. Let's, let's, let's have good posture, people. Then nobody All can right. see I'll, this. No, There's I'll sit up. Person. You know what? Let's be accountability buddies for the rest of the episode. There let's we go. There straight. we go. Oh, yeah. If you slump, I'll tell you. You do the same for me. All right, that sounds good. The next word. It is degum, transitive verb from circa 1884. Uh, if you take the gum, the chewing gum, out of your mouth, you are degumming. More specifically, this is to free from gum a gummy substance or saracen, which is spelled S-E-R-I-C-I-N. Do you know what saracen is? Because I do not. Uh, I don't, but I got to imagine all of this is tied a lot more to the idea of degumming a tree rather than to go up to somebody and remove their chewing gum, right? Yeah, but I do really hope that people will do that now. Just go up, grab the gum out of their mouth and say, I'm degumming you. Mm-hmm. Degum time. Mm-hmm. It could also be a dentist if they are putting dentures in a mm. 
and a gummy fellow or fell. What's the female version of fellow? Femme? Uh, uh, something. Female. Can't think of it. <laughs> a mellow? A fellow and a mellow? Fellow and a female. Femello. Uh, yeah, gummy substance. I, there's so many things that are gummy. Like, uh, well, yeah, like you said, dentures, there's gummy stuff there. Um, just goo, if you, if you have to put goo gone on a thing, that's mm-hmm. going to mm-hmm. be de-gumming it. You know, a lot of people around the world consider gum, actually, no, I'm thinking more gelatin to be a disgusting mm. thing that's popular in Western culture that we like having boiled hoof as a dessert. But that's not gum. That's gelatinous things. It is. But it definitely, in, a, in marshmallow form, it definitely is gummy. Mm, nice. Yeah. Yeah, like a Rice Krispie treat is definitely more gummy. Than just Rice Krispies by themselves. Oh, no, that's just a dry, it's just, it's just dust. It's just a loud, crunchy snack. Uh, when I was a kid, um, I guess I used to swallow chewing gum, and my parents would have to say, gum check, to make sure I didn't swallow it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, when I was a kid and I would swallow it, I guess I was degumming my mouth, because it would just go down the chute. You were degumming your mouth, but you were gumming your intestines. Exactly, which is definitely what you want to be doing. <laughs> Upon your toilet visit, your subsequent toilet visit, you would then degum your, your bells. I hope so. I don't know if that stuff could still be stuck in there. I don't believe that things just stay in there. Like I do yeah. for like, you know, bacterial colonies, but rocks. Well, yeah. Do rocks stay? I know they do for some animals, but do they? I don't think we can digest rocks anymore or sticks. That's so funny. I do literally a day ago was recording a podcast episode in which we had a whole discussion about any rocks and it's so freaky that you just brought that up it's not that freaky I, does that mean i inspire rock talk maybe that's your next show uh, i feel i feel disgusted can you please do a trumpet sound <laughs> degustation is our next word noun from circa 1656 Degustation. This is the action or an instance of tasting, especially in a series of small portions. Um, this is great. I have to uh, jump back to oh, if I can find it. What was it? One epi- Oh boy, this is this is terrible, Spencer. Um, oh, here, deglutition was from two days ago. You haven't heard this one yet because I just recorded it today. Oh, I was uh, but there. That's about, I may heard. have been. Because I heard you talking about rocks. Day, what deglutition is swallowing. So this one is day degustation. Um, hmm. And this is such an interesting definition. The action or an instance of tasting, not just tasting, but tasting, especially in a series of small portions. So if you go to a place that's just going to give you give you tiny little portions of things, that is uh, a day a degustation. Because this is a noun and degust is a transitive verb. Have you ever done a tasting like that? Not really, but uh, I, I'm feeling like uh, uh, gastro must tie in yeah. here. I, I think it probably does. The etymology says it is from the Latin degustare, which means to taste, and that is from de plus gustare, which also means to taste. So putting the de in front of it doesn't change anything whatsoever, 
But there's more at the word choose. So you get to choose choose your little tastes, hmm. I guess. I want to do I want to do a tasting of lots of things and and it will be a degustation. Would you like to if we if we ever get to have the luxury of meeting in person in this large wonderful land we live in? You want to mm-hmm. do a tasting of something together? And if so, what would it be? Well, for me it would have to be vegan. Mm-hmm. Um That's fine. I, Lindsay is vegan or vegetarian as well. She is. And you and you will just go along with that. I, I just go along with it. Perfect. Yes, and of course, LA is great for vegans. So, what would it be? What would it be? I think we would have to be a whole range of things that just don't go together whatsoever. Oh, I was going to say, like, if you're vegan, we could do like a fun flight of, um, what's the fermented drink that's bubbly? <laughs> oh, kombucha. Uh, kombuchas. We could do a flight of kombucha tasting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd I know be fun. a vegan restaurant that does kombucha flights. I'm down. Lots of lots of kombucha tastes, and um, what would you pair the kombucha with? <laughs> beets. I have a, I have a coworker whose last name is Beach, and she loves beets and kombucha, which you can shorten to booch. So it's Ooh. beaches, beaches, and and beets. I like that. Yeah. Um, what would booch. I pair it with? I would want to pair it with like a nicely uh, sautéed French chard with maybe some mushrooms but like good mushrooms like a like a like a like a magic good mushrooms no no, no 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 um well they're magical in flavor but i would go like some hen of the woods like myataki mushrooms that are like fried up alongside a little little tosta french chard swiss chard swiss chard that's the green stuff green stuff good bright colored stem yeah, yeah. There was a the parks did you see parks and rec there was a the parks and rec episode where they were trying to sell chard I think I didn't see that one, but I believe you. We got Swiss chard, we got white chard, we got chard poppers, and for all you freaking vegans out there, we got chard shots. Yeah. Mmm, chard is so bitter. You should you should look it up on YouTube. I don't know, um, but I just had this song stuck in my head, and it reminds me of how you could play the bass, and it's like this just great bass bassy thing. But if you're a vegan, you don't eat boss bass. bass. No, bass. but I, can, I I would love to play the, the bass. Bass. Uh, okay. The next word is <laughs> Deotanba. Ah, and ba. It, I thought it was boss. He tried. He tried. Okay, this is four words. D-E. Second word, H-A-U-T, which is just pronounced O. Third word, E-N. Uh, and then the fourth word is B-A-S, but yes, it is pronounced ba. Deotan ba. This is an adjective or an adverb from 1696. It just means of superiority or of or with condescension. So if you read condescending is deotan ba. Um, and this is a French phrase, if you couldn't tell. And it literally means from top to bottom. Hmm. See, for example, Spencer saying to Aaron, it's pronounced <laughs> the however you say it. <laughs> Aaron, let me tell you something. This hoot and bast Deotanba. Yeah, oh, how would you, you said that with this? such superiority and or of <laughs> of or with condescension. I love being condescending to people I've just met. Uh, sit up. You're slouching. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, okay, if we wanted to pronounce this in English, uh, American English, we would say "day hot and bass." That's how I would say it. Okay. 
Uh, yeah. Cool. Can you please do a trumpet sound? <laughs> that's a that's a fun one. Okay, the next word, de hiss. I love that de word. Hiss. I love de hiss. <laughs> and then we're gonna have another one that's very connected. This is spelled D E H I S C. And I don't normally spell this many words, but these are so unique to my brain, and I feel like most other people's brains that I have to spell a lot of them. Okay, this is an intransitive verb from 1657. To split along a natural line, that's the first part, and then also to discharge contents by so splitting. So if you split a thing along a line that already exists, uh, but then the act of doing that and the contents that are inside of it that come out, that is also dehiss. As in an example, seed pod, no, seed pods dehissing at maturity. So the pea pod, if they get all plump with the little peas in there, and then it splits, there's a line down the middle of the pod, and then the peas come forth, and it's dehissing. They dehiss forth. They dehiss forth to yonder. That's fascinating that that's from 1657. Sorry to cut you off, but just the, 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 the next word to follow, the variation on that term, is from so much later. I yeah. know I'm jumping the gun here. Sorry, I'm dehissing the, the 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 thought process. We we you're splitting the thought process right open. Um, yeah, spilling we will. Those we peas, will. The thought peas from the thought pod. You're you're spilling the content too early to the people. Okay, I have to quickly say the etymology. This is from Latin dehiscere, which means to split open. I love that there are la- a single Latin word for something so specific. Um, that is also from day plus hiscare, which means to gape, and it is akin to the Latin word hiare, which means to yawn. So when you open your mouth, you are dehissing your mouth because there's you're opening the two parts, and uh, and then there's more at the word yawn. So that's clearly the root of the word hiss, like a snake hiss. Um, yeah, maybe it is. Yeah. Either that way, makes you, sense you, to me. you dehiss to say dehiss. Ooh. That that broke my brain a little bit. You have to dehiss, dehiss, dehiss. The next word is dehissence. So many S sounds. This is a noun from what year, Aaron? This is from 1819. So dehiss is 1657. Dehissence is 1819. It took them so long to come up with that one. What does it mean? What does it mean? And I want to know how many years. It's a hundred and basically 160 years 160 years. Okay, this is an act or instance of dehissing. <laughs> why, why did it take so long to come up That's with this word? That's the thing. It took them over 100 years. Gosh. And that, you know that what that means then is that so many generations went by that that was like the hip thing young people said, that the old folks would like dehiss, but when those young whippersnappers said dehissance, they were being, you know, that was slang for yeah. the time. You stop saying these words. This this hurts our ears. Dehissence? I've never. When I was a young lad 150 years ago, we would say dehiss. But what's this dehissence? Your, your father said dehiss. His grand his father's father said dehiss. And <laughs> you stand here in blasphemy, dehissing this dehissence. While you live under our roof, you shall say dehiss. <laughs> Go, go hang out with your flapper friends. 
Um, <laughs> the, the, there's an example. This is Dickinson's. like old world American mixed with old world English. And I like the confusion. I am very confused. There's an example. Pollen freed by dehiscence of the of the anther. The anther, A-N-T-H-E-R. That must be like the substrate that pollen resides in, like the, the vessel. I, yes. Anther. Sure. You know, sure. Mr. Dictionary Boy, you must have come across anther at some point earlier <laughs> you, in your series. You, you would think so. You would also think that I would remember everything that I read after 328 I pages. I wouldn't think that, but I got to imagine you have no excuse for any word you don't recognize that came prior. Uh, there's definitely words that I'm like, I think maybe I read that one, but it all just, and I have such a bad memory anyway, that it just all, it becomes a big mush in this, underneath this hair. And that's all I have. So if I piss you off enough while being a guest here, you could decorn this show because my last name is Corny. So you could decorn. That is the removal of somebody whose last name starts with corn to decorn. Dehorn is the next word. I sorry, I had to get to it right away. Uh, this is a transitive verb from 1888. <laughs> Sixty-nine years later, after dehiscence, they said, "You know what else we need? Dehorn. We need to dehorn some things. <laughs> Th- those those devil children with their horns. Let's get rid of them." Uh, okay, number one, to deprive of horns. I'm I'm I have to. I'm depriving. I don't know. There's something weird about that word deprive. I deprive you of horns. Number two, to prevent the growth of the horns of. And I, how would you do that? Well, I got to imagine there's two places this would be used, right? This would be used, obviously, for removing the horns from from animals for as musical Goats. instruments. or Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, but also, I got to imagine there's there's some interesting... theological canon inside of it also right like people talking about like demons and devils and having horns and my people used to be thought of as having horns so you could like oh they don't have horns because they dehorned but they're really there's a they got rid of their horns before they came out in public every morning they get rid of they dehorn themselves right those those you know it's hard to know who's a jew in our town because they've been dehorned and this word came in 1888 very convenient everyone Real anti-Semitic word. Uh, (laughs) um, This reminds me of, um, oh my God. Every time I want to think of something, I can't think of the thing that I'm trying to think of. Uh, The movie, Taika Waititi movie with with Hitler. Oh, Um, Jojo Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit. They they showed the pictures of the right the of the Jews with Jews. the horns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's the word. Fantastic. That, that's what came to mind to me when we read dehorn. Is I'm like, it all feels Jewish. It's either the shofar and remove it, dehorning. Oh, uh, yeah. uh, what is it? A, a ram or it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I did recently see some goats that had been dehorned uh, because they just they they will hit they will butt headbutt right. people and with the horns it's that would that would suck maybe we're both way off maybe in 1888 there was a clown a jester if you will who had the <laughs> horn and somebody removed it from them and they said what did you do to that man and he said i don't know i want to litigate but i don't have a term for this and then and that was in 1887 and then next year they came de-horn. up with the yeah. horn i didn't even think you get you get rid of a horn in a car or uh, this that that thing that you're talking about that you you were dehorning. Oh, yeah, and their automobile. If you yeah yeah, if you're uh uh, it's some some petty theft. You're you're 
you're a dehorner, which seems to be the noun form of this here. You're, it is. Yeah. I think it is your turn to to make a trumpet sound. It just a wonderful, wonderful trumpet sound. <laughs> it sounds like a, a horn, Wah. a cartoon horn. <laughs> oh, that was oh. Dehumanize. Oh. You you dehumanize that trumpet. This <laughs> this is a transitive verb from 1818. To deprive of human qualities, personality, or spirit. Dehumanization is a noun. <sighs> when that when that horribly oppressive patriarch came in 1819 and said, I won't hear that word dehiss and said in my household, they were dehumanizing their offspring. They were they were ridding them of their agency to their spirit. Yeah. I said agency. You didn't have to do that. You just dehumanized me on air. Sorry, I'm just that's just how it works here on the on the dictionary. There's a lot of dehumanization that happens. Ooh, way to throw a noun in there. I it's it's right there. It's they put it there for me. Hey man, the low hanging fruit is still uh, ripe when it's ready. <laughs> burp, burp. The next word is dehumidify. That was so dismissive of a whole bit I was going for. You really please de- please do it. No, 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 no. You really dehumanized. That was the bit. Okay. That was it. That was the whole I thing. I just like the sound of my voice. I'm going to keep interrupting you. Keep going. <laughs> no, that's fine. Uh, that's what this show is all about. You, words, <laughs> dehumanizing and interruptions. That's the motto of the dictionary. Um oh, and I had a thought and I lost it. That's okay. Dehumidify. Do you have a D? De- do you need a dehumidifier in uh, in LA, or is it too dry? No, it, that would be the opposite. I need a humidifier because it's dry yeah. here. Um, there you go. Oddly enough, I live not far from the water, and it is still very dry here. It's the Southwest. You chose to live there. Do you like it? Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it here. D- does the lack of seasons get to you? I'm from California. So I've, I've lived mm-hmm. all over California. I've lived all the way up, all the way down. And it's all fine. It's, it's all uh, fine. <laughs> you know, the, look, Southern California is a desert. So San Diego mm-hmm. used to be like desert marshlands and brackish waters, I think. Just piles of rivers and ocean waters sitting in just all mush. Uh, Los Angeles is naturally a dry basin. It gets all its water from Northern California. So... The more south you go, the drier the air gets. The farther mm-hmm. north you get, the colder and more humid it gets. But not not unpleasantly humid. Just means you know you get more of that that arctic-y, elastic-y. Elastic. If you go too far up there, if you go up to like Oregon, Washington, you may need a the thing to dehumidify the air, which is a transitive verb from 1927 to remove moisture from as air. How did they Air do that? Is the most common example. In Dehumidification is a noun. Yeah, what what how did they do that back then? How did they figure that out a hundred ninety-five years ago? Was it a con job back then or was it a real thing? You know, like a snake Ooh, that's venom a question. thing of like, oh, me and my traveling goat here, if you take my goat and you feed it a raspberry every morning before the rooster crows, it will naturally absorb the vapors. <laughs> Your you residence. must dehorn the de- the goat first, <laughs> and and don't humanize it. It must no. remain unhumanized. It it must be as goaty as possible. 
Let me know when you get to the U-N in the dictionary, and I'll come back to see if unhumanize is a word. Unhumanized, That'll yeah. Be a little cliffhanger. We'll see. You got, you're, you're all going to have to wait a long time. Dehumidify 1927. But going further back. We have just a little further back, 50 years. It's your trumpet. <laughs> I, I, man, if, if the trumpet sounded like that in band, it would have been so much more fun. <laughs> This is, this is the beginning of a very fun part of the rest of this episode. Dehydrate. Speaking De-hydrate. of which, I'm going to... Yes, let's, let's all take a break. This is now the time for Aaron and Spencer and all the audience to hydrate up. Mm, that is good water. I was just listening to an episode of NPR podcast called Shortwave. Uh-huh. And they had an episode all about water hmm. and how... Just just drink water when you're thirsty and don't drink anything else when you're not when you when you're thirsty drink water. That's then you'll be fine. When you're hungry, you're, oftentimes you actually are just dehydrated and looking to your body just knows it can get food that way or uh hydration that way. Yeah, and it, yeah, it does help to fill your stomach if you are actually a little hungry. Everybody please drink your water. Okay, dehydrate. It is a transitive verb from 1876. 1A, to remove bound water or hydrogen and oxygen from a chemical compound in the proportion in which they form water. And that's a very complicated way to say, just remove the hydrogen and oxygen, remove the water. 1B, to remove water from, (laughs) the water has now come up (laughs) in burp form, (laughs) Okay, to remove water from, and the example is as foods. So you've taken the water out of foods, like uh, I, I, th- I got some dried mangoes over here, and those were uh, dehydrated. Did you hear me burp, or did you burp? I burped. Oh, did I, you burp? I burped when you said that, and I thought you were like calling attention to the fact that I burped, and I was like, wow, my microphone is more sensitive than I thought. No, did no, we, no. Okay. Wait, whoa, let's stop the show. Hold burp on, twins. everyone. Did we just burp at the same time? It's well, you know, we pretty much drank water at the same time. That that is incredible. It's bi-coastal practically because now I'm not on the coast, but I'm on the Lake Michigan coast. Bi-coastal burping. Bi-regional. Bi-regional, exactly. It was a dehiscence of trapped air. Did you know when you parted? Mm -hmm. Did you know that when you um, fart? that a lot of those gases are not actually of your own making. They're from the microbacterial colonies in your gut that are digesting and creating their own off gases. So you're farting their farts. I feel like in my brain, I may have known that, but you putting it that way just really solidified it for me. You are farting their farts. Yeah. In your farts. So next time you say to someone, I'm feeling a little gassy, you have to look them dead in the eye and say, all those guys down there, millions <laughs> of them are very gassy. Oh, billions. Maybe trillions. Couldn't just they... let me have that one, huh? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was, I was, you know, you got, uh, uh, yeah, I couldn't. <laughs> I just think millions. So it's uh, such a tiny little number. It's okay. You're about to suffer with one of these incredibly multisyllabic oh. words coming up. I'm looking forward to it. I already practiced and I'm still going to fuck it up. Okay, we have more for dehydrate, though. We have number two, to deprive of vitality or savor. 
That's dehydrate? Yeah, I mean, metaphorically, how would you use that in a sentence? You're dehydrating, uh, what? In order to Nothing. remove the ability to savor it? I feel like savor, this is a different kind of savor. This is, this is like, um, man, why do they have to use words I don't know? The vitality of something? Should we, should we skip ahead? No, we can't do that. It's, uh, it's just the vitality of, a uh, your essence, your, your, the thing that makes you, you. I'm just making stuff up now. So if you, Those... if, so if you, to de- dehydrate is very active, whereas what is the state of being in it then from oddly enough, a longer time ago than the word hi- dehydrate came from. Oh, that makes sense. Sorry, I don't need to. I don't need to talk to you. I don't need to entertain your listeners. I'm just going to talk to myself. Just do it yourself. I mean, that's what I do. I'm looking. Look, I'm looking. Hold on. I'm looking ahead at the next word, dehydration, which is from 1854. So dehydrate is from 1876. Dehydration is 1854. So that's kind of interesting. Like that shows the progress of science of like dehydration is a state you can't control, whereas dehydrate is an active term. It is. It is. It is taking nature in your own hands. Yeah. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of cool. Okay, let's put a pin in dehydration because we're almost done with dehydrate. We have one more definition, which is the intransitive definition, which is to lose water or body fluids. So if you're running a long race and you're getting all sweaty, I'm trapped in this little room here. I'm getting a little sweaty. I am dehydrating. Uh, it's dehydrate. Dehydrator is a noun. You can put some things in there and make a tasty snack. And that is all for dehydrate. Trumpet it up, boy. As Aaron said, the next word is dehydration, noun from 1854. So yeah, they learned we about dehydration. We were there five minutes ago. You're just catching up with the rest of I, us, buddy. I'm very slow. I'm a very slow learner. <laughs> it's taken me so long to get through this book. Uh, okay, dehydration is the process of dehydrating, especially an abnormal depletion of body fluids. Mm-hmm. And I hate it when I have a depletion of body fluids. But uh, that means dehydration is also the act of vomiting. I mean, yeah, you're, you've, you've got very precious uh, liquids and probably water in there when you vomit. So um, you, you, you make sure to drink a lot of water when you're done barfing. But the but what's interesting is dehydration is an abnormal depletion of body, of body fluids. Is that natural life sustaining fluids like water or is if you drink too much vodka and you toss up the vodka from your from your mouth hole is that still dehydration? That's a good question. I don't think vodka can be considered a body fluid, except there could be some people who might uh, might be able to call them call vodka body fluids. Okay, uh, if they have enough of it. But uh, I think if it's a fluid that you put in there, it can't be called a body fluid. Is urination a form a process of dehydration? I guess it is. Yeah, if you are peeing a whole lot, um, then yeah. All right, the word abnormal is important. So it's mm-hmm. mm, okay. Yeah. Uh, dehydration is a very bad state to be in. You got to drink your water, as we have said. And then burp at the same time as someone you just met. I wonder how many times people burp at the same time all over the world and they don't even know it. Constantly. It's a beautiful ballet we're all in. 
to dance and we we all just na- nature nature puts the steps in there and we just have to wear the dance shoes you know clickety clack so you have no control over your life you don't okay this these are fun words the next word is dehydrochlorination dehydrochlorination that's all one word noun from 1936 the process of removing hydrogen and chlorine or hydrogen chloride from a compound and hi deep what dehydrochlorinate is a transitive verb uh, do you, i have no idea when you would remove hydrogen or chlorine from a thing what's when do you do that is it a pool maybe in a pool um recently i was you know what i mean recently i was visiting my father who had a fish he has he has a fish little little fish and he was adding fresh water in from the sink and he forgot to dechlorinate the water because sink water has chlorine in it and so we had to get a chemical that would dechlorinate the water or else Uh the fish would die and i wonder if there's something in that of of dechlorinating things like maybe for fish from ponds when you have chlorinated water yeah but what's interesting about this one first of all i have to ask did the fish survive uh he had multiple fish uh he has multiple fish and one of them died and all the rest lived okay well i am sorry about the one fish i'm glad the rest of the local petco Hashtag Petco saves lives. They got you. They got you the dechlorinator that you needed. Yeah, I'm forgetting what the term is. It's not called dechlorinator. It's called yeah. something else. So look it up, players at home. Find it, people. Go to pet. Go to Petco. Uh, where the pets go. This one though mm. is also removing the hydrogen, and I don't think the fish would be very happy if you remove the hydrogen from the water, because then it would just be oxygen, and they don't, I don't think they would be happy with Look, that. Look, I couldn't get us up the mountain, but at least I got us up to base camp. You did. You did. You got us part part way there. The other part of the way needs to start with the trumpet from your dehist mouth. This word is dehydroepiandrotterone. Nope. Dehydroep... Fuck. Dehydroepiandrotterone. God damn. Drosterone? Drosterone. This is spelled... We gotta spell it. D-E-H-Y-D-R-O-E-P-I-A-N-D-R-O. S-T-E-R-O-N-E. Can you please count the syllables? Dehydroepiandrasterone. Was it like 10 syllables? I didn't count it. I was reading what year it's from and thinking about how in 1961. I, I don't know. I was just like, that word gives me appreciation for ingenuity. This is a noun from 1961. A very ingenious, ingenuitous word. A weakly androgenic ketosteroid, C19H2802, secreted by the adrenal glands that is an intermediate in the biosynthesis of testosterone and estrogens, like estradiol, and then also 
A synthetic derivative of this compound is also called hydroepiandrosterone. Oh, this is abbreviated so much easier. DHEA. Thank you. The thing about DHEA is that I feel like when there's a biosynthetic compound like that one that interacts with your adrenal glands and it creates, you know, multiple offshoots of dehiscinated astrological Keep it going. Uh, uh, mucus secretions, then at that kind of time, I just thinking, you know, it's ingenious that we were able to create the adrenal gland from uh, barley and rice. How, how did we do this? Yeah. So when you take barley and rice and you put it in a uh, Epsom salt bath for too long, you get dehydroepiandrosterone, which is the next word. <laughs> What what can you do with that? Okay. Yeah, you can rub it on a gland to make it shinier. It's really uh, goes to show that any word can make its way here. Is this this is this is a thing that happened? This is a thing in your body, and they 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 named it. Those people, they they said it's made up of all these things, and so obviously it needs the name dehydroepiandrosterone. You know what's 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 uh what's related to that? What? Oh, you clever goose. Dehydrogenase. Dehydrogenase. This is a noun from 1923. Did you call me a goose? Flap those wings. Flop about your pond. Come on. <laughs> lay an egg. Yeah. You know, you're, we're both sure slouching. Come correctly. on. Sit up. We got it. Okay. All right. We got it. All right. We're almost to the end. No more slouching in, uh, allowed. Well, we'll see. This, Hydrogenase, hydrogenase is an enzyme that accelerates the removal of hydrogen from metabolites, metabolites, that's how you say that word, and it's, it's transferred... It's not metabolites? Meta, meet, meet the bolites. Oh. Hello, bolites. Hello. Come meet oh, this Aaron. is related to Ebola, listeners, <laughs> from 1923. No, I'll keep going. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, f I feel like, for my own sake, I have to start this one over again. It is an enzyme that accelerates the removal of hydrogen from metabolites. It's, it speeds up the process mm -hmm. of the hydrogen going away from the metabolites and its transfer to other substances. It also speeds up the transfer to other substances. And it says, compare to, how would you say this word? Succinate dehydrogenase. So, um... That's a maybe a specific kind of dehydrogenase, I guess, a succinate version. When you submerge barley for just a little too long in a hole, you get like a well, like a well. Yeah, if you if you submerge it well enough, you get a goose egg, and that's how you dehydrogenate an enzyme. Take note, and, listeners. And and I think they are from the country called Trumpet, please. Dehydrogenation. The nation the, the D the nation of dehydrogenate noun from eighteen sixty six. I feel really bad to the people who actually study this stuff. I have completely butchered your your words. This is the removal of hydrogen from a chemical compound. And dehydrogenate is a transitive verb. 
get all the angry letters. Excuse me, sir. I'm pretty certain that uh, your pronunciation of dehydrogen H is offensive to the scientific community. And your guest's impression of scientists is offensive to everyone. That guest you had, he really dehumanized, he dehumanized these, our scientists. That was the last word. What, what are we going to do? I'd like to revisit one word from earlier. I don't have one in mind, but I just want to, I want to go full circle at the end. I don't know if you uh, have other guests that like doing this, but I just want to like choose my favorite word from the episode and hear yours. This is brand new to this podcast. This episode, 1300 plus in, this is the first time this has ever happened. Quickly, I will reread the words. I will try to. Degre- you listen, you listen. Degressive. Degrangelad. Degum. Degustation. Deotanba. Dehis. Dehissence. Dehorn. Dehumanize. Dehumidify. Dehydrate dehydration dehydrochlorination dehydroepiandrosterone dehydro dehydrogenase i'll lose the emphasis dehydrogenase and dehydrogenation those were all of the words and which one do you like i like dehiscence simply for the narrative of the fact that i think it's just so incredibly funny that at some point that was the progressive word from dehiss from 1657. And then 1819, somebody said, dehiscence, dehiscence. And some old fogey said to them, what did you say? And, uh, and yeah, another what are you do about it? said, oh, I've never. And then fainted. And then somebody said, she just fell too hard. And then someone, uh, someone got sued. And then she fell on the sidewalk and her broke her brain Come and it on. dehissed. Oh, God. What was your favorite word? Ooh, I, I, I think D, uh, degustation, maybe that one. Mm. I kind of like that one. Mm-hmm. The, the, tasting lots of little things. Mm. I, I can understand yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's nice. Is there, is there any like one word while doing this show, um, that kind of just stands out as like a word that you really fell madly in love with sight, you know, sight unseen, a brand new word that just the show really. E- yeah, kind of. Well, I mean, lots of words have really stuck. It has to be about one. It has to be about one. Okay, yeah. I see how this is going. Mm-hmm. I understand the game now. I think everyone um, listening here, along with me, knows that otherwise I'm getting you started on a long thing. So what's yeah. what's one word that really, one word. Uh, what's one, one word, word that really, uh, really, uh, you know, buttered your bread? My bread got so buttered when I read the word ABC Darian. This was very early on in the podcast, and uh, yeah, this was probably the first one that was like, what, what, what is, well, I've never heard this word, and it's literally, it's just about putting things in alphabetical order, A, B, C, Darian, hmm. and there's there's like multiple definitions, this book didn't have all of them in here, but yeah, I was like, oh, that's great, and you know, I'm going through this book in an A, B, C, Darian way, and oh. I have to have my movies alphabetically ordered and my music and like that's all very organized in that way so yeah that that word definitely uh struck me and i I have uh, mentioned it to many people yeah i like that that reminds me of the word nulling which will come later when you hit k which is when you are going to do a project or like an assembly of something you perform the process of nulling or to null when you lay things out on the table that are all the elements of what you what you will construct is that spelled k-n-o-l-l i believe so okay 
That's I believe weird. so. I, I was watching one of Adam Savage's tested build uh, videos, and he talked about the craft of Nolling as a as an engineer. That's uh that well I I agree. It's a really smart thing to do to get all prepared. There was a word just in the last couple episodes. Um, I feel like I read that also was like oh that's a. Uh, that's fascinating. I can't think of what it is right now. It could have been deglutition. I think that's what it was. To swallow, basically. The mm. act or process of swallowing is deglutition. I like it's that. It's similar to glutton. Yeah. Yeah. You're like removing things from their spaces they were in so that you may consume them. Yeah. Ravage consume them with your digestive all. juices. I think it's time to do our goodbye song. Well, you know, you do have to sing a song about dehiscence. We we sort of skipped over that. I can do that. I thought you wanted. I thought you asked me to do a song for the dictionary show. You can do both. All right, hold on. Would you like to just do one? Oh my god, All he right. is grabbing a guitar. I don't know. Let's. I have. I don't have this prepared, so it's just going to be bad. I have a feeling he does have this prepared. I don't. <laughs> okay, good. Well, what That's word did you want? Well, you picked the word dehiscence, so you can either sing a song about dehiscence, or you can sing a song about uh, degustation, which was the one that I picked, or you can just sing a song about uh, words in the dictionary. Words, when you hear them, might mean what you thought. You read that word in the dictionary, but then Spencer forgot. But if you listen to the backlog of content that he'll make... You'll see the key will change. And that wasn't a mistake. The Dictionary Podcast for you and for me. For dehiscence in the D's and bubble in the B. Yeah, that's it. I'm applauding with one hand onto my desk. That's a that horrible was... sound. No, no, that sounded really good. And you 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 must be very good at faking thinking up something at the top of your head because that really did seem planned. What? That's how good it Sitting was. Sitting in front of a microphone, bullshitting out of thin air. Never done that. Never, never. Uh, this is so fun. I love. Do you actually have a history of uh, improv? It's just what podcasting is. Yeah. Well, for some people. Some people like us. That's that's part of the part of what I like about doing this is that I know I'm still not good at it, but forcing myself, I do no editing, forcing myself to just come up with stuff at the top of my head is often fails badly, but it forces somebody like me to use my brain in a different way that I'm just not really used to doing. Uh, and I, you, you, you were fantastic. And I hope everybody goes and checks out your podcast called Human Values and all of the other podcasts that are going to be on your human content network when they Aw, come shucks. out. shucks. Yeah. Uh, we'll have you on Human Values. It's, and thank you for the plug. But yeah, we'll have you on Human Values. It'll be really fun uh, debating things with you that none of us are that invested in, yet represent entirely every inch of our existential being. So We are going to yeah. debate so hard. Yeah. What's your price to end this podcast Without telling me a limerick. Without? Yeah. Oh, wait, so my... Without? Does, does that mean okay, that bye. I... Yeah. I don't know. I think that's your end, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be the end.